Welcome back to the Neurodiverse Love Podcast. We are really excited to have you here today. And um, as many of you may know, I'm Mona. And I was in a 32-year relationship with my ex and didn't know until our 29th year of marriage, we were married for 30, that he was probably on the spectrum. And so much started to make sense. And I'm here with Olga, and I was in a relationship uh, with a person I thought was on the spectrum for about a year. And as we walked this path, <laughs> we have realized that maybe I had more relationships with people on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Yes, me too. Um, and as we say, now we have a type and we know that type is men who are on the autism spectrum. There's so many strengths and wonderful qualities that we find um, that we're attracted to. And now as we gain more and more understanding about the strengths and the potential challenges, we'll be better in those relationships in the future. We and can only hope. <laughs> we'll be better partners or we'll be better best friends as yes. we work through all this together. So um, today we're going to talk about an issue that has been challenging to both of us in numerous relationships. And we're calling this episode, Is This Behavior Controlling? And we share that not again to be judgmental, as we said in the last episode, but because behavior that we witnessed looked controlling, but when you see it through the neurodiverse or autism spectrum lens, it has, it looks different. It's painted different. And so I think Olga is going to start the conversation on this. And we hope that this is helpful as we talk about some of the things we saw and how we process them now. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so this is a little tricky because I've said it before. In in it may sound like, oh yeah, we all have that, or we all can't. You know, anybody can have that. Not not specifically people on the spectrum, but there is the background to that controlling behavior that may be perceived as controlling, but what they're really trying to do is control the environment inside and outside so that they are okay. They're calm and, and they can deal with, you know, the everyday life and or whatever life brings them. And so to, to keep that peace, that inner peace, they are in, they engage in behaviors that will make you feel like they're trying to control you. So in my experience, there were things like, um, I don't think it's a good idea that you do this because whatever, but what he's trying to do is trying to keep his inner peace. So I, if I don't do that, then he'll be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, or, well, now I can't think of any example, but <laughs> but it happens a lot. It happens, it, it could happen in the everyday life because he, he didn't want to deal with anything else that was out of, you know, what his he already zone. had. Yeah, right. exactly. So his, his work and his projects and our life and whatever his responsibilities were, you know, the shared responsibilities they had with me at that time, 
Um, so just like, don't do that. Don't, or you, I need you to take care of yourself. Like this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to eat. This is what you're going to do in the health area. Just, you know, so I don't have to deal with the consequences of you not taking care of yourself. So it caught, it came across like, Oh my God, you're trying to control me and tell me what to do. Right. But at the end of the day, he's trying to keep peace right. <laughs> and please don't become something I really can't deal with. And so when that happens, my my reaction in all those episodes was like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, why are you trying to make, make me understand that or do that or say something like that? Because it's not, you know, where I am at or it's not why I'm doing the things I'm doing. And so that kind of clouded their mind to to go beyond the fear of something else happening and understanding where I was at and why I was doing what I was doing. So no matter what I said or I did, there was no way for them to understand what I was saying or or why I was doing what I was doing. So it felt even more judgmental. Like, why are you not doing this? Because you should, do, <laughs> like you should think the same way I think. But because I didn't know what they were doing, controlling that, that environment outside of their um, life right. or they, even the inner environment or oh, they were like they were busy trying to control their inner world I don't have time for the outside world so why don't you get it like yeah. what I can't take care of that right now or I don't even or or the opposite would be like I ignore completely what's happening <laughs> in the outside world so I can control what's happening in the inside world so when we understand all the topics that we've talked about so far and how difficult it is to deal with the you know daily activities and the in the projects and work and a the different life. expectations the Money. family life <laughs> exactly everything, everything that life brings on top of that they have to do this because they're trying to protect themselves and trying to you know if they are okay then they can deal with everything it becomes a cycle so we don't know that we're not part of the cycle we're just this outside thing that will you know that we, they have to manage so it is very difficult to be a partner yes. in that situation because no we're not a partner we are part of what they have to control so that everything inside feels right right so if we the the only way i can think about that now is okay if i, I identify that that's happening maybe there is a way we can find that place where we are partners mm -hmm. and you're i'm not part of that environment you have to control absolutely and i i'm gonna go with what you said last because i think that is very applicable to my world uh, especially with my ex-husband um the partner piece i thought we were partners i thought that when i communicated something um he went along with it because he wanted to do that what i realized is he was trying to control his environment through silence um, he became very passive and went along with things to prevent any kind of conflict. 
because the conflict would set him off, would turn his insides like crazy, um, would lead to so much stress that he would not have been able to cope very well. And so it was, I thought he was in agreement and I thought he was my partner, but in actuality, he was just, just going along to go along to keep control of his environment. That's not healthy either. And it is a form of control in my opinion, because you're not raising any concerns you have about something that I'm asking you to do. You're not questioning. You're not telling me I need some more understanding about why we're going to move in that direction. You're just going along. You're acquiescing me. The times when I look back, the times when I felt he was controlling were when we made very serious life decisions. And then for him, it was like all or nothing. It's my way yep. or, or no way. Mm -hmm. And uh, or those the or the <laughs> in my case. Right. Um, and I mean, I think I was, I would do that too. I would give him kind of ultimatums. But for me, it was because I had waited years for things to happen and had held on to hope. And I'll give you an example. So when we first started getting serious, uh, my ex said to me that he didn't want to have children. And I think I brought this up in another episode. And I said, well, then I'm not the right person for you because I think I want to have two children. And he agreed to one child. He told me, but we have to wait five years. That is his was his way of controlling the environment. And maybe he thought that I would say, oh, no, I don't want to have kids. I love our relationship now in five yeah. years, if mm -hmm. I waited five years. Well, those five years turned into nine years before we started trying to have a baby. And now I realize that he was doing what he could to control his environment because he didn't think he was going to be able to be a good father. I'm sure because of all the responsibility that that entails, plus having to be a husband, plus having to work, plus having to maybe be there for his family. I mean, just all those things on top of each other, right? And so things looked a little bit different. And what I, I noticed now looking back is we both had passive aggressive. I think I had more aggressive tendencies. He had passive aggress aggressive tendencies. And we were, we were going to buy a house um, in LA and we were we had made an offer and I think we had signed the contract for the offer and he had a meltdown because he realized that this would mean that he would have to stay in a type of work that he did not want to do for the rest of his life. And he like started screaming at me. I, I can't move forward. I can't do this. And we had to um, stop the contract from moving forward. And it was devastating for me. And I thought, that was that was wrong how he handled it because he was going along with me throughout the process. He was acquiescing because he thought that would control his environment as if he said yes to me, all will be good. But then when he realized that saying yes to me meant that his whole world might change, that he would have to keep doing the level of work at the type of employment that he didn't like for maybe the rest of his life because we were buying a house. It, it just pushed him over Changed, the edge. Yeah. yeah. And 
And now I know he wasn't trying to be controlling of me. He wasn't trying to stop me from moving forward on having a child. He wasn't trying to stop me from moving forward on buying a house. What he was trying to do was control his own environment because there were so many things that caused just that, that didn't allow him to maintain his equilibrium inside and outside. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it brings me uh, a thought or a question. Is there a possibility for a partnership where, you know, we identify that you need to control your environment inside and out so that you are calm and you're okay. And, but also, you know, I trust, trust the other person or the, um, the partner, the partner, exactly, to do her part or his part and make it work in a situation like buying the house. So, yes, it's overwhelming to feel like I have to work the rest of my life to be able to pay for this. But maybe if we could have had the opportunity to talk about this before from this perspective, perspective that we are talking okay. about now, um, maybe he could have seen that you were the perfect partner for that because you would have, you know, done your part. To, right. Exactly. And to, he was not alone doing that, right. which happened to me with, when it came to children. So we plant children at the beginning of the relationship. And then towards the end, he felt like if I, if I was going to have the, ch the child or the children with him, I was not going to be a hundred percent what he needed me to be as a mother. So he made the decision that not children right now with you because <laughs> you are not. So trying to control that, I, I don't want the stress of being right. fully right. in charge of the parenthood right. because whatever he saw on me, that made him not trust that I was going to be fully committed to a child. That was going to be my child that in my head, that makes no sense. Right. Exactly. But <laughs> in like, his head, how can you, but in his head is like, okay, I'm going to control this and I'm not seeing whatever he, he felt he needed to see to be a father right. and, and be a partner with me and that. And so not children. So and, and I wonder, we talked about this when we were preparing for this episode, if this is what um, we could define as weak central coherence, like not understanding maybe how all the pieces fit together and just focusing on one small piece and not seeing the connection. And I, I, I realized that I saw this often with my ex and with other men that I went out with that um, either have told me they're on the spectrum or I'm, I'm wondering if they are like what is in front of them, the details of what is in front of them and they see, and they're focused on, they're like a hundred percent focused on, they get it. They've thought about it. They've thought about it for weeks, months, years, whatever, but all the other details and all the other connections that have to be made around moving forward on this or dealing with this, it's like they can only focus on one piece of it. And that I think is part of the weak central coherence, but also, and we've talked about this before, the mind blindness where your husband or your ex-husband may not have been able to see 
he may not have been able to put himself in your place. Like as a mother, you're going to do your part. You're going to be yeah. her, his partner. <laughs> it's not just up to him. It's yeah. up to the both of you. But it, it, it was almost like, it sounds like that he couldn't communicate that this is a partnership. He was just focusing on himself. He I couldn't think, put himself in your place. And also, I think that the, the perception of what a partnership means is different from for a person that's on the spectrum and for for the neurotypical person. So, yeah, we do really need to talk about this because at, at the beginning of the relationship, if we know this, we can establish that what partnership need, means for both of us, Absolutely. where the compromises have to be or how we're going to get to the point where we are aware of the type of compromises that we need to make so that it works. So it really takes a lot of awareness and a lot of, a lot of spaces to be able to communicate and to create a plan that works for us and make it successful because in all the relationships relationships that now I am identifying that it possibly they are on the spectrum um it has happened mm -hmm. in in a smaller or bigger ways but it has happened so it makes it really hard for both people to understand what's going on to process it to understand that it's not that the other person is a threat to my environment and I need to neutralize that or that he's hurting me because he thinks he has this perception of me that is not right and is it's creating this whole situation that's hurting the relationship hurting us We're individually it, we take it personal yeah absolutely because you like, don't know right, i mean it feels, it feels like, like you don't you don't trust me as a mother right. what is that was very why are you married for me. to me yeah or or why do you have uh the honesty sometimes to extreme where you go and tell someone you feel something for that person because you want to be honest and be able to control what's happening inside and outside and and then you create another situation that can blow up on your face and and you don't even know and then you're like oh that's not what i meant to do or right. the, and the blunt I, the blunt conversation can sometimes be very very difficult to handle and you don't sometimes even know how to respond i mean or they don't have how to they they don't know how to respond I mean, to the it person too they're because talking when, to, yes uh, exactly when they're yes, blunt yes. okay like okay. i remember so many times my ex saying things that were mean if somebody had been observing they would have said why are you letting him talk to you that way and now i realize he just spoke the truth very bluntly and couldn't put himself in my place. He couldn't understand that I might be hurt by those words. And um, he used to buy me cards saying, I'm sorry if what I said hurt you, or he'd, he'd buy me a card and he'd write a note in it, or he'd write me a song to explain how he was feeling. And now I understand he didn't understand that being that blunt, it controlled his internal environment, but it negatively impacted our external environment and my internal environment and it, it it kind of extrapolates also to the family like the, the oh, extended yeah. family and then i get i used to get and not just my ex-husband but other um in other relationships 
where the family felt like he wanted to control what they were doing and he would be mad at them if they didn't do what they he what he thought they should do right. or he was the the strong person that was able to face certain situations because he knew what to do and he would like follow through anything even if it felt wrong to everyone else because it was emotional or because you know he had to make decisions on someone's health uh about something you know it or situations that made the rest of the family feel like why is he trying to make us do or control us or not accepting the decisions that we are making about our own lives mm -hmm. and he is judging us and it may be even breaking relationships because you're not doing what you, I think you should be doing and I'm not going to let that affect me. Right. Uh, it's, 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 a, <laughs> it creates it, it, all kind of crazy uh, perceptions in relationships. And I think it breaks more relationships that it should not just the romantic relationship or the partner ship there but also with the extended family and friends and i agree i agree and um you know my father was definitely on the spectrum and he basically disowned his father and his brother because the way they communicated with him did not work for him it really messed up his internal equilibrium and i never understood it because i didn't think they were evil people Now I realize that, and, and I think I've talked about this in other episodes, my dad smoked three packs of cigarettes a day and he was on Valium uh, throughout his adult life. He used to keep the Valium pills in his pocket so that he can pop them whenever he needed mm -hmm. to, to control his internal anxiety and chaos. And um, when he couldn't control his family, he just cut them out of his life. And I will tell you that my ex attempted to do that with me. Um, I was actually being very nice to him. And we were on the road to becoming friends. This was soon after we divorced. And one day he just, um, I had sent him something nice, like, you know, a meme or something like that. And he basically said to me, um, don't ever contact me again, unless it's an emergency regarding our daughter. And it threw me for a loop. Now I understand that was in the beginning of when I was learning more and more about uh, autism spectrum. And what I realized is um, he was getting his equilibrium. It was, it was screwing with his equilibrium and his control that he had created in his life because he was no longer living under the same roof with me. And every time I reached out to him, even though it was a positive thing that I might be sharing with him, it set his equilibrium off. It wasn't the right time. Right. It, could it wasn't not, the right yeah. time. And he could no longer control his equilibrium. And so we've worked through that over the last few years, you know, thank goodness. But controlling internally and controlling externally is so, or seems to be so critical for the folks that I have been with who are on the spectrum or I believe are on the spectrum. Oh yeah. It's same here. Like every, if I go back and look <laughs> at everything that had happened, I think that became the biggest uh, challenge? challenge that repeated. Okay. Like it yeah. was, it was causing 
um, like that cascade of effects where that started happening and then me, my reaction will create some other right. situation domino, and it's yeah, like a domino, domino effect. effect. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go ahead. I lost well, my <laughs> well, well, one of the other things, and, and think about this, one of the other things that I wanted to share was that in um, my marriage, my ex made a lot of decisions unilaterally and never discussed them with me. And they affected me and they affected us, but he didn't think he needed to discuss them because he me. had full control right. over it. <laughs> And I experienced that in um, other relationships too, where decisions were made without any discussion to control that person's internal life. Yeah. Um, and that's not a relationship. That's not a partnership. No. When you're going to make decisions about things that are going to affect your partner, you have a you have a discussion with them, or else you're not in a partnership, or it's not going to end well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it will end well. No, unless you get it can't. Some, right. Because if it doesn't feel like a partnership, then you feel like you, you're, you are part of this checklist right. that has to work. Great or point. You're, <laughs> you're not. So you, you're constantly feeling inappropriate or inadequate, and and that is a feeling that hurts you over and over and Absolutely. over. And if you don't understand it, then it's just gonna make things worse and at the end you're just gonna get out of the relationship like I can't take this anymore and I it's just too hurtful and I don't even want to look into what is really going on um and and that's why when you say I can't continue like this in this relationship the reaction is like what are you talking about the there's nothing wrong <laughs> there's nothing there's wrong, with the, relationship. nothing wrong with the relationship and I think that that my ex and I talked about this you know he asked me um, if I would have not separated if I knew we were going to get a divorce. And I said, absolutely not. I would have separated because I lost myself. I lost my mental health, whatever. There were a lot of things that happened. Um, I knew that I had to step away. He would have stayed in that toxicity and that yes. chaos and yes. the whatever because there were things that he had total control over and that was enough for him to stay, not for me. And, and so there is something that is called the Cassandra syndrome. And I know a lot of um, women may be familiar with this or men um, who are with somebody who's on the spectrum where you feel like you're going crazy. You feel like um, things are, are not normal and you're not normal. And when you talk to other people about what you're experiencing, all they have seen is kind of the person that puts the mask on that's out there in public. They haven't seen the controlling side, the person that needs to control everything in their environment to make sure that they have that equilibrium. And so they're like, no, your partner isn't on the spectrum. What are you talking about? They're the nicest, sweetest, yes, kindest, yes. caring yes. person that I've ever met or one of them. Which and, hurts you too, because it right. makes you feel like you're crazy. Right. You, right. Why are you doing this? Right. Or why are you blowing right. this out of proportion? proportion? Or, yeah, no. And I know it kills you inside because you're feeling, I know he's not a bad person. No. I, love and I love him. And I love a lot of things about right. him. It kills me that this part of him is so hurtful right. and is making the relationship be very difficult for me. And I can't stay in there because I have to protect myself right. too. Right. And 
you know, and, and, and now children. I have to heal from yeah. right. all, all these years of not understanding what was going on. Right. That also make you, you know, be wrong in so many reactions and be wrong in, in the way you perceived everything and wrong in the way you made decisions and wrong in so many <laughs> ways that you also cause some trauma on the other Absolutely. side. It's two-sided. Absolutely. And um, just to wrap up this session, and, and we could probably talk about this all day, but we don't have a lot more time. I think for me, the biggest lesson is now knowing that this wasn't about control of me or um, being judgmental or making decisions unilaterally because my ex didn't care about me and we weren't partners. It was because he had to make sure that he had that equilibrium inside and outside so that he could function on a daily basis. That is the lesson that I've learned. And I, I forgive myself and I forgive him. And I've told him that many times and I've apologized to him for things I know I did wrong. And he has apologized and there's a tremendous amount of healing that's gone on because of that. And that, that to me is the biggest lesson that awareness is so critical. And what about you, Olga? I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> uh, that is also part of my, my um, lesson learned. And I feel like I didn't have the opportunity in some of my relationships to get to that point where we could apologize. But in the original relationship that we, you know, started all this um, talk about, um, it, I had that opportunity to go back and say, okay, we're not bad people. Right. We, we just were mistaken in how we we're seeing things and perceiving behaviors and and we had the opportunity to apologize and forgive each other so we our relationship is in a different place right now and we can talk to each other in an in a nice and friendly way awesome. so it is possible to Absolutely. do the healing i agree